unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Not to put any blame on my leaders or my parents or whatever, but that's how we grew up in the church. It's very, um, it's about us versus the world. Um, we have hymns that sing, we sing about, you know, being on the right side and, you know, fighting the battles. You know, we have all right. this mm-hmm. battle language in the scriptures. And so whenever we have someone who begins to question or doubt, or even if they've been doubting or they've even left the church, it's kind of like they're crossing onto this, this other side where we see them as an enemy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Saints Inscripted. Today we have a guest that you might recognize from these episodes. Boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. But this is Leo. Um, Leo described himself as a father who of uh, three who is uh, tired. Tired. Leo, tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very tired. I'm so tired. No, Todd, not now. Only three kids and I'm tired. That tells you. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, three good kids, but they're, they, they my my two cats, and I'm I'm done. Yeah. Are, yeah. They, say it, they say that if you can do three kids, you can do any number of kids. That's, well, that's what I've heard. It, but yeah. if if you're if in the comments, if you have more than you three kids, kids, let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Leo, you, I guess what it because you you've talked on our show about philosophical, like it's it's been very like. Um, I'm trying a philosoph philosophy philosophy uh, philosophy comes to mind you know but like concepts that are like things we don't think about but are a part of our daily lives mm-hmm. right yeah um, and today you want to talk about um, a healthier way of discussing um, when you have doubts or questions about the church yeah sure or not even the church but just any belief right mm-hmm. so yeah um, I'm here to talk about vocabulary. Very interesting topic, yeah. right? See, that's what I told you, philosophizing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a linguist or like some, like I don't have a degree in in, uh, in writing or anything, but I, I do find vocabulary very interesting. And especially when new words, um, you know, we develop new words, we learn about new words that help us to describe our own lives and the environment we see around us. And so I want to ask a question, um, a couple questions to see if you guys have any real life examples of this. So... Uh, growing up, did you ever listen to a song on the radio where you kind of filled in the gaps with words that you that were actually wrong? Did you ever do that? Oh, sure. There? Yes. Yeah. Or like not even like words where I would like, you, you, Fleetwood, Some... Fleetwood Mac and she's like something on the hillside and I only under, got the hillside part so that I'm just imagining like, oh yeah, snow's on a hillside probably. She's yeah. probably talking about, you know, like just trying to fill it in. Yeah. Sometimes you would make up your own, like I would... Just like be like nah, 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 on the hills, like you seem like the same like gibberish, even though it's not even a word. One, of, like, one nah. of them is uh, with Bruno Mars' song. He says "juice," I think, and I swear he was saying "Jews," mm-hmm. and I was dancing Jews. Yeah, but it's dancing juice. That was even a kid. I was I was pretty recent. So David did a video recently. Did you? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. You he guys saw a, this, I'm sure. Right? He did a but, he did a TikTok. But, yeah, didn't yeah. he did a TikTok oh, where he's God. like. He said, this is a new way of hearing this song. I don't remember what song it, it was. Yes. It was also it was Jason Mor- Bruno yeah, Mars. Listen to the music of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the music of the moment. People dance and sing. We're just one big family. Yeah. So there's a good example, a recent example. Um, so that's one example. There's also like, 
Have you ever pronounced a word wrong and then later found out that it's like the one, the classic for me is especially. <laughs> Sorry for breaking your words out there. But if you say especially and I hear you say it, I'm going to be like, don't say no, especially. Not, say okay. especially. It's especially. a silent C, yeah. Yeah. That's that's just one example. <laughs> my Sorry cute husband <laughs> my cute husband said he's gonna kill me for saying this. He said library until he was like fifteen. <laughs> or maybe it was wow. thirteen, I don't know. He's gonna like be like, That was wrong, I was like ten, that's but cute. I don't know. Yeah. Um he There's, thought it was library instead of library for so long. There's one I say now obviously I can't remember now that we're filming, but my wife every day is she's like, That's not how you say it and I'm like eh. <laughs> yeah, like the, I speak my language. Like the yeah, the the police. You know, we're gonna police people, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, not gonna beat you up, but it is, but it happens. But we all say we things. All we things, all learn yeah. things. So mm-hmm. we learn new words, and we and it helps to like explain. You know, like I said, explain our environment. Explain like feel better about life because if you don't have the words to explain what's happening to you or to other people, right. it can be very difficult. Or you don't understand the words that people are using and then you put your pretend definition in. Right. There could yeah. be misunderstanding. So the, the thing we want to say is words are powerful, words are important. Um, I think it's good for us to learn the correct definition of words and use them appropriately um, and so that we understand each other. Yeah. There's proper context. Totally. With more powerful vocabulary, we can des- um, can better describe complex or abstract subjects right? right that's why college is so great you go to college for the first time you hear all these new words and you're like well that's what that means or yeah you know? and so yeah. it's why it's mind-blowing and why it's so empowering to like learn new words well and and one thing this my my wife is studying english doing her master's right now and she'll take these classes that are like will focus like completely on one idea right and then she'll spend all three months just talking about one concept yeah. and i'm like how could you like that's gonna be so boring He's complacent, he's predictable, he's boring. But every day she'll come home and she'll explain an idea to me and, and it's very powerful because I'm like, oh, that's a concept that I never would have even thought existed, but now I see the world differently because you took the time to learn it and then learn how to teach it to me. And I think like in the gospel, there's a lot of things we talk about where we're like, oh yes, the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we just yeah. throw that out that like this word that like, okay, it kind of fills in a lot of roles, but that doesn't really... We don't really know what the spirit is in a lot of ways, and like, and if we had the words for it, then that would help us understand it better. Yeah, we do have a lot of that, and that like kind of like jargon, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly church jargon, or just jargon, really, in anything we do. (laughs) So I like um, people who make up new words. So there's this guy who developed a new word uh, years ago. It's not a new word now, but it's but it was. It's not like an ancient word that we've. Years ago, what meaning like five years ago or like... I think it's like maybe 10, 15 years okay. ago. It's still like in our lifetime. So yeah. he has a bunch of words that he's developed, but there's this one that I really like. It's called Sonder. It's S-O-N-D-E-R. It's the realization that a random passerby has life experiences that are just as vivid and complex as your own. So if you're like cool. on, a, yeah. on a bus yeah. or you're like just on the, on the street, like in New York, when I went to New York mm-hmm. a few years ago... And just like looking around, like looking on the street and like seeing some person just walk past me, like that person has a wealth of experiences. Right. Like their life is just as real as mine. And that's yeah. like a mind blowing experience. Like when you th- realize all these people around you. And so it's kind of an, em- an, a, an exercise in empathy, yeah. but it's also like just kind of a cool experience to be on like vacation and people watching. Yeah. You know, totally. Like all these people have just as real and vivid experiences as me and like memories and, and they had a, an experience last week where they had a problem and. And so it's just kind of mind-blowing to have. So it's called Sonder. Is so it, how do I use it in like a sentence? Is it like a like a verb? 
Like, I saundered? I saundered yeah, or, or, like... I'm saundering? Yeah, maybe. I guess yeah. it's just... It's or, a, like, they were... Well, or is know, it more like a... It's describing experience. Noun. Like, I, I, it was I experienced... I experienced sonder. Okay. It's like sonder. A, gotcha. Like a noun. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's just an example of a word. Or not a now, noun, an adjective. Now that you have oh, this, you can... <laughs> Excuse now describe something. <laughs> I find it quite interesting. A noun's a person, place, or thing. So yes. now that you have this word in your vocabulary, you can next time you go on the bus or whatever you visit someplace new. Um, now with uh, COVID going away, you can actually see yeah, people in the face, and you can yeah. you can kind of like think about that person, or like if you look across like at another building, you see someone in a window. Like that person has life experiences just as. And you kind of connect that person yeah. even though you don't know them. So that's not the word we're going to talk about today. It took a long time to get to this point. Sorry to right. disappoint. No, that's yeah. a cool word, but we want to talk about a different word within a religious context. This is a religious show. So we want to talk yeah. about yep. it is. the term is, is deconstruction. So deconstruction. Right. Perfect. So not buildings, I'm assuming. <laughs> could be, right? Deconstruction could mean uh, anything that's being torn down, right? Deconstructing or tearing okay. something down. But within a religious context, especially within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, we want to talk about this term deconstruction, which is it's an academic term. Um, it means that it's the tearing down of a belief system or a, a system of beliefs. So you yeah. have, uh, for example, in the church, we grow up with some very basic, very simple, very black and white views of certain things like prophets or revelation sure. or a bishop or yeah. mm -hmm. um, the scriptures. Um and we have a very basic understanding growing up. We talk about Noah and this worldwide flood. And then in college, you learn about maybe there's some different evidence about the flood. Maybe, right. Maybe it didn't cover the entire earth. And so we start to see things and maybe change our perception or the way we originally believed in something. And right. so deconstruction is a way to describe someone's... Um, Really, what a lot of people go through is what we would call a faith crisis, where they begin to doubt the church. They're going through a process of deconstruction. And would you look at the word and or process of deconstruction, would you consider that negative or positive? Like It's a neutral term uh, because sometimes we have false beliefs that need to oh, be sure. yeah. probably adjusted or torn down and then rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like cultural stuff or like mm -hmm. things that maybe could be torn down. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring up this word and you're telling us that words are important. How would you want this word to be used in a gospel context? So, yeah. So uh, we struggle in the church, um, and it's, it's clear, clear why. We struggle with what we call us versus them. Mentality. Mentality. Yeah, okay. So we are on the good side in the church, and everyone on the, in the world is bad. Right. right? The, the great whore of the earth. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't believe what the we great believe. Speeches. You know, like at the, yeah. if you were to interpret the scripture that way, which a lot of us have yeah. at some points in our life. So that, that's kind of how I grew up. My, my own experience was very insulated, um, not to put any blame on my leaders or my parents or whatever, but that's how we grew up in the church. It's, very, um, it's about us versus the world. Um, we have hymns that sing, we sing about, you know, being on the right side and, you know, fighting the battles. You know, we have all right. this mm -hmm. battle language in the scriptures. And so whenever we have someone who begins to question or doubt, or even if they've been doubting or they've even left the church, it's kind of like they're crossing onto this, this other side where we see them as an enemy. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. 
gotcha. start to see okay. them as enemies. Or the people that are influencing them as enemies. Right. And they could be very well enemies to Christ's church. But um, when we talk to them and say, you know, kind of uh, bl blame them or accuse them of uh, jumping into what we call anti-Mormon literature. Right, right. right. Um, and we start to kind of use that aggressive approach to someone who's questioning, it can really push them further and faster away from the church. We're scared of information that's new sometimes. Or we're, we're scared of the unknown. Um, things that are foreign to us, we can be scary and we can fear, feel fear. So when we talk with our loved ones, a family member, whoever it is that we're, we're, you know, that may be struggling with the church, with beliefs, or even if it's our own selves, to understand this process of deconstruction and how it can be a negative thing. Um, if you completely abandon all your beliefs in the sacred, in Christ himself, um, some, some people see that as a very positive thing. Like only my five senses matter. Nothing spiritual can tell me the truth, right? Mm -hmm. There's people that leave the church who are become agnostics or atheists and they say, my five senses is what I can trust, right? Which is interesting though, because even that belief could be deconstructed. You know, like, like any yeah. any belief system can be deconstructed. Yes, I mean, there's people that think that we're in a, a simulation. Is he not taking the simulation seriously? Like, yeah, exactly. Absolutes over here. Yeah. Like Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a smart guy. So you could you could go from I don't can't trust anything to you know, or I can trust all these things, and I can to I can't trust anything anymore. Right. But we need to be able to describe this process of tearing down beliefs that maybe not be as accurate as as they should be. Right. Mm -hmm. So. A couple of examples of deconstruction that I've gone through personally uh, is around prophets and and how I see prophets. Um, I think um, now I you know be, before I saw, for example, Joseph Smith as the person nearest to God that has ever lived. Right, yeah. right. And how he you know if he made a mistake, it was like maybe he like hurt someone while he was wrestling. <laughs> right, nothing, nothing that would be morally <laughs> like that wasn't his fault. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but 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 for him to ever teach something that may be not true, or to for influence sure. someone to do something that maybe didn't work out, maybe provided a, a prophecy that maybe sounds unconditional, but it's actually conditional prophecy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or giving someone a calling that shouldn't have got it, or something like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, or excommunicating someone maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah. So there's all these things that we can learn about in the life of our leaders, prophets. Um, that maybe deconstruct our previous beliefs of like very high standards. So that's just one example. And now I see prophets. I still believe they are called of God. I still believe they receive priesthood keys and that they have the power and authority to bring uh, ordinances into the church and be able to help people to receive exaltation. But I also see them now as very human and more realistic view of who they are. Right. So my, my previous belief has been, de been deconstructed, but I've reconstructed it with something more healthy and um, flexible. So how would you, in, in a conversation with somebody, like let's say, let's say you're somebody who has never had a doubt in their entire life, you know, minimal empathy, for, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. and then somebody comes to you and is like, hey, I'm, maybe this exact conversation with the prophets, like, wait, I noticed that the prophets aren't perfect and I thought they were. How would you, would, like, bring this conversation of deconstruction to make a safe place yeah, be able to understand what the word, what the process is. That it can be a healthy thing to be able to re, to adjust some of your your uh, views, some of your assumptions, um, some of your expectations. So you know, talking to someone say, well, you're going through a process of deconstruction. It's kind of a nerdy 
term. Sure. I don't but, like, I don't like glasses like, on. I'd rather, but like nerdy's better than like aggressive or mean, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but you'd be able to say, let's talk about what's this process called deconstruction, which can be a very healthy thing. And some of us go through like incremental, you know, deconstruction where it's like, oh, I learned a little something about church history. And now I have to kind of readjust the way I see this in the church. But sometimes people are so insulated growing up in the church or as converts sometimes they don't go through all of the right. the nitty-gritty of church history or like current issues in the church like women in the church equality women are LGBT, issue. lgbtq you know women in the priesthood stuff there, there are some current events in the church that people struggle with so yeah. but if you go from like this very black and white view of the church to all of a sudden you're piled on with a bunch of um, questions or accusations yeah it can feel like your entire system is been deconstructed and you have nothing to rebuild with so it's a it's a better process for people to be able to go through if it's maybe um incremental one tiny step at a time baby steps gotcha from mm -hmm. an earlier age you can learn about things that are complex and more difficult so 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 moral of the story it's important to learn about these words as we as we grow up just try our best to understand like what does this really mean kind of mm -hmm. because and, and you may even be in a situation where, like, maybe you've had, I mean, all of us will, like you said, have some form of deconstruction in our life for certain words or church terms or whatever that be. Um, but it could be that, like, you might think that people in your family are all just totally doing fine and you might say something that's like one of those words or something. And, and maybe you don't realize that they're going through something. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Maybe they're going through their own little faith crisis and they just haven't told anybody. Right. Um, it's helpful to just like be aware and just kind of know what this means and how it affects people and, and how we can have better conversations based on this knowledge. Cause I, I think that's super helpful to know. Yeah, man. That's really well said. So if you guys have any questions about this, more about this word in particular, um, you can reach out to, to Leo, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, or leave the comments below and we'll be watching out for those. I think we'll just continually try and do episodes like this, you know, like we're just always talking about how we can. Um, be more like the Savior, right? In conversation and action and, and everything. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you, Leo, for yeah, being on the show. Thank you so much. This has been super Do you want us to plug any social media? Helpful. Yeah, I mean, if you need a community of uh, people to talk to, just uplift community of faith. Community yeah. is, wait, it's uplift. uplift. Yes, mm -hmm. uplift community of, community of faith. It's a Facebook group. Okay, perfect. You can join that. Okay, perfect. If you'd like some additional support. Then, then, yeah, uplift community of faith. And because there's just these conversations that need to be had, and there's a safe place to have them. Um, thank you, Leo, for jumping on the show. Even with your t three kids and you're tired, we really oh. appreciate <laughs> you coming here. And, um, and we'll, see, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.